Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Queer Movie Night stands in solidarity with SAG-AFTRA and the WGA. If you'd like to support the cause and help performers and their families who are in need of financial help during this urgent time, you can donate to the Emergency Financial Assistance Program at sagaftra.foundation/donate and the Entertainment Community Fund at entertainmentcommunity.org. Thank you. And my name's Peyton Come on over Cause we're still waiting It's movie night And we're both gay It's hard to find A movie that way Lucky for you We found a few It's queer movie night Hi Hi Welcome to queer movie night This is Deb And this is Peyton (laughs) Katie's Uh, gonna hear this And be like The fuck Um, I uh, We were not recording For five full minutes So That was maybe a first Here at queer movie night (laughs) That might be a first Um, I think I think one of the first Like maybe the third Or fourth episodes We had to record again Because we lost The audio or something But Oh that sounds familiar But yeah It's been a while since something yeah. like that's happened and well, at least we caught it early oh god <laughs> I, I really truly because you all know me already i was talking a lot but i was saying nothing of value so it is perfectly fine um <laughs> did we say our names i can't remember uh i'm Maybe peyton. not i'm peyton and i am deb um and this week we are talking about weekend uh the directorial uh debut of andrew haig who has a film coming out soon called all of us strangers with andrew scott and paul mezcal big deal i thought i'm gonna re- it feels yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know, episode, I know. i'm gonna repeat it um <laughs> it truly just feels like a, a second take yeah um peyton <laughs> i thought knew that when he chose weekend but he it's he didn't what are the odds but uh, a lot of buzz around this next one uh love Paul Mescal, I think he's such a cutie. What I said prior was that I think yeah. he is one of those rare boys that like both straight and gay people love. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's so cute. So so cute and seems very just like nice. Yeah, it's like seems, a nice. Seems like an ally. Seems like yeah. he's engaged to Phoebe Bridgers, and you, I'd assume you must be an ally if you were <laughs> engaged to Phoebe. Um. Yeah, and also love Claire Foy. Jamie Bell is great. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to get, I feel like there's a lot of Oscar buzz. Andrew Haig also wrote the screenplay or maybe even directed uh, the movie 45 Years, which I've never seen, but I did read the entire synopsis too because <laughs> I saw a trailer for it once at Landmark when I was watching another movie. And He it said, also wrote and directed that. I think he, he might, did. He, must okay. write, he must write and direct at like, most of the projects that he does. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and they were like, this couple's been together for 45 years. They're celebrating their anniversary. And then the wife finds out a secret that could destroy it all. And I was like, well, I'm a fucking course curious. Yeah. <laughs> so I looked it up and it is juicy. It is Ooh, juicy. Maybe I'll watch it. Um, or you could just read the synopsis I was, like I, was, I did. <laughs> I was saying all the strangers seem I think it's it's got like some sort of weird 
twist to it. There has thought, to be because because I thought it was just like a a gay love story, but I think from the trailer it seemed like it was kind of like giving thriller type of vibes, like something something's off. The so. fact that Andrew Scott is talk is like spending time with his parents currently, but from the, but in the past, yeah, or like something there, or like did he hire them to play his parents or something? It's like I don't know, oh, like something something's going on there. No, we're gonna find out. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna find out. And then I quickly tapped on that. Forty five years, the lead actress is Charlotte Rampling, who uh, many people might know her from like Dune. But she was a nun in the lesbian movie that came out in 2021, Bandetta, to which I also got very close to the microphone and said, <laughs> we will never do that movie on this podcast. Sorry to the people who love that movie, but I've absolutely fucking hated it and will never watch it again. Okay. Um, I love that it's based off of a book. I, I just brought up the wiki, but it's based off of a book called A Modest Axe, The Life of a Lesbian Nun in Renaissance Italy. Oh, that's a very simple way to put it. <laughs> Though, honestly, okay. I feel like I have to whisp- whisper this because I don't know. It's the deep <laughs> religious drama or whatever. I'm not even Catholic, but, you know, evangelicals, Catholics, same type of uh, damage, I guess, intensity. Um yeah. But she, the reason why I like wanted to see it, and it was like such a splash, and people were talking about it, was because there was a famous sex scene where one of the lesbian nuns fucked the other lesbian nun with a crucifix. Oh, well, exercise. Yeah. Could I have said anything more shocking? I don't know. Were you shocked <laughs> by that? Um, no, because because of the director, I assume there's going to be something. Okay, so that was another thing that came up <laughs> on the first recording, was the director is also the same director who did like Showgirls and Basic Instinct yeah. and, you know, all those guys. Sharon Stone. Yeah. Showing, showing her stuff, which I did watch that a couple of years ago for the first time, and I was like, wow, you really do just see Poon, don't you? <laughs> oh, for her. Yeah. which is also it's queer that is like there's like a light yeah, she's bisexual she is yeah that. yeah yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i think i read a piece that was like i can't remember if it was pro or negative or her depiction as a bisexual person in that movie but mm, i don't know if it's like the most pro because the yeah. whole time that she's like in this quote-unquote i don't know if it's a relationship or like it's just some random lady because I kind of yeah, don't fair, remember, yeah. but like she's like fully trying to like bone Michael Douglas the whole time, yeah. which I'm gonna be honest with you, and I love you, Catherine. I love you, Catherine ZJ. <laughs> but what is it about Michael Douglas? <laughs> I don't get it. I really don't get it. I didn't think he was that cute when he was young. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was mad. I've say, never seen but... him in American Gigolo, but I feel like he's supposed to be. Do you like, think that's the one? Good looking in that. What about Fatal Attraction? Still, I don't. I don't think he. I personally don't think he's that attractive in Fatal Attraction. But yeah, well, Glenn does. Glenn's hot in Fatal Attraction. Glenn is the hottest. Yeah, in Fatal Attraction. <laughs> like Glenn Close could get it. <laughs> Boil that bunny, baby. <laughs> so hot when she does that. <laughs> something's deeply wrong with me i was trying to describe to someone the other night how like the the inherently queer feeling of wanting i don't know if you feel this way as a gay man peyton but like as like wanting 
kind of a mean villainous woman to just like beat the shit out of you and you thinking it's like the hottest thing just I, like i feel like yeah go yeah ahead. No, no but you know what i mean yeah i think i think that there is um i know that uh, there are people that feel that way in the in the gay male community as well about uh people um and i don't i, I don't know if i want to get beat up but i i don't mind being you know, push pushed around and you know, I actually pressed, that, pressed against walls and uh, as soon as that came out of my mouth down a little bit. I don't mind that. As soon as that came out of my mouth, I did <laughs> But I do that, know I do know the like step on my neck, like that's sit on what me I'm talking thing, about. You know, okay, yeah. as soon as I said that I was like, that sounded super literal. Like I'm like, Kayla. I really want to try something. Can you just beat the fuck out of me? <laughs> just but, bottoms. Have you seen bottoms yet? Yes, I've seen bottoms. We're going to be doing bottoms on the pod because bottoms yes. is amazing. <laughs> it was so good. I also want to talk about it because I definitely want to do it. Yeah, we're yeah, just, yeah. We can't talk about uh, it. Because I cannot wait to watch it again. It yeah, was excellent. So Run to the theater. Um. Anyway. Run, I, no, don't, walk. So Run don't walk. Run, don't walk. Anyway, it's the step on my neck thing. It's the like yeah. Rachel Vice slap me across the face. You're yeah. so sexy type of thing. Yeah, it's that's what I was trying to describe to a, a room full of straight people, and they were like, "Ah, uh, I think I know what you mean." And I was like, "You don't. You don't. If you have, I'm expl- I, I mean, I explain. I like, it too much. It's just like um." It's, I said it's the mommy or something. <laughs> when I said it at the moment, I was like, you know what I mean? Like mommy, like mommy. Like, mommy. And they were like, what? <laughs> what I mean, are you mommy, about? I mean, mommy. I mean, sorry, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you saying right now? Like, like, don't report me. Don't report me. <laughs> I was like, you don't understand. Like mommy, like mom, step on my neck, mommy. Like mom. Like, come on, Regina from Once Upon a Time as the evil queen. Absolutely obliterate me. <laughs> obliterate me, Lana Padilla. <laughs> is that the actress's name? Yes. What year is it? What am I referencing that for? <laughs> to me, she's like the perfect example of that. She is. She is very much a uh, step on me, mommy. Uh huh. Yes, she is. <laughs> and the lesbians love her. We she all love is, her. Um, for she's it. mothering, as as they, they would, as she the kids mothering. would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, back to the movie we chose. Um. Yeah. Weekend. Um. Had you seen this movie before? Never. Never. Okay. I saw this. I think in college. Um. When I was like first watching queer movies, and I remember hearing about it coming out and I was pretty excited just because like I knew it was a pretty big deal. There weren't like a lot of gay movies coming out around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, this came out in 2011 um, and it was getting a lot of good buzz. I don't, I think maybe just like festival awards. I don't think it was nominated for any Academy awards or anything. No. Um, and I th- think I watched it on Netflix I don't remember liking it that much the first time that I saw it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did. I liked it a lot more when I watched it this time. What did you what did you think about the movie? (laughs) 
I ha- you didn't like it. No. It's okay if you didn't like it. I always feel bad. No, I know it's okay. I mean, it's not often I dislike a movie we yeah. do. Yeah. Um. So remember that. Yeah. Remember that thing about me. <laughs> um. I. Okay. I just. I had a realization yeah. while I was watching it, and there is a very specific type of film movie, and yeah. a lot of queer ones too. Yeah. Where it's. The indie movie where some where where two people meet, meet at a club or they meet whatever, and then it yeah. ends up the story ends up just being a slice of life of them yeah. getting to know each other in an apartment for the next couple days. I do want to say there's a very very loved lesbian movie like this that actually I'm never gonna do. I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> but people love it, so I don't I don't want to break hearts right now. Yeah, yeah. But it reminded me a lot of this movie called Duck Butter. Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't seen it, but I remember you telling me it's about it. It's to me like the, it's the not butter, but man, man. Yeah, weekend was way better. Sorry, okay, again. Yeah. <laughs> weekend was way better. Um, but I just yeah, don't. Yeah. I just don't. <laughs> it's not your stuff. I I think that's why I didn't like it initially, and um, I probably still won't watch it very often. But there are some things I want to talk about it, especially. Um, for when it came out and everything that I think make it kind of notable. It's also part of the Criterion Collection. So it's like, it's a really well-regarded movie. Yeah. I do want to say, I I, I I identify that it was a, a very good movie. And yeah, I, I yeah, of course. It was very it's good. It was well-made. Yeah, it yeah. just wasn't my taste. And yeah. I, I'm generally not a person uh, that needs a lot of... I. I'm just as happy with a lot of plot as I am with not a lot of plot, but mm-hmm. this specific style of film. Yeah. It's very specific, but it just doesn't jive for me. Yeah. Yeah. But and it was fair. very good. And I understand why it was in the Criterion collection. I do. Yeah. Also, I will say I didn't realize what t- for some reason in my mind, I looked up the Google page for the movie. Mm. And in my mind, when I first read it, I read 2021. So I was watching it and like a half hour in, I was like, what the fuck are these styles? Like <laughs> it's in the States, but like, why does everyone look like they're from the late 2000s? Like it was actively bothering me, the men's outfits. Yeah, and yeah. then I looked it up again and it said 2011. So I'm a big <laughs> idiot for that. There was like a girl That's on funny, a train in the background that. with like the emo. like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Full bang. Long I remember that now because I crossed her forehead her. with yeah. the hair teased in the back. <laughs> I was like, "This is not a movie that was made in 21." There's no way. <laughs> anyway, um, let me try to quick do a quick overview of the plot so we can get into it. Um, so the story follows uh, two queer men. It starts with uh, Russell, who's at a house party with his best friend Jamie, um, and then. After the party, he goes to the to a gay club um, where he meets Glenn. They hook up, and then the morning after, Glenn has asked him to be part of this art project that he's working on, which is that he'll sleep with men and then ask them que- record record and ask them questions about when they how they slept together and what it felt like and what they were hoping for and what their thoughts were during their encounter. Um, and then, uh, they exchange phone numbers, um, Russell, uh, 
and Glenn um, get to know each other. And they're kind of like opposites. Russell is like a little bit closeted, really shy and reserved. And then uh, Glenn is very out out and um, and combative and uh, likes being visibly queer. Um, but they continue to get to know each other and like each other. The whole movie also takes place over one weekend. So that kind of slice of life thing that you were just saying. Um, but a lot of stuff happening, like in quick succession. So as they get to know each other, um, Russell finds out that Glenn works in an art gallery. Um, he meets uh, all of Glenn's friends. Um, and uh, Glenn tells Russell that he doesn't, uh, he doesn't want to be in a relationship. Um, and he also tells him that he's going to be leaving in a couple in a day or so to go to Oregon for this class, these classes or something that he wants to take for two years so that he can't really get um, tied down. Um, Then Russell meets Glenn's roommate, Jill, who at this party tells him that Russell used to have boyfriends, but he had this ex-boyfriend, John, who cheated on him a lot and uh that really messed him up and now he doesn't have boyfriends anymore um they go to a carnival they smoke marijuana i'm just like skimming the weed. that's what it's called <laughs> marijuana marijuana yeah. <laughs> i didn't know that had a name <laughs> i think he calls it what does he call it in the movie uh i can't remember i don't remember not reefer they, they, he calls it they do smoke else. a lot of weed and it's very real weed smoking yeah which i did appreciate yeah yeah he like he like uh makes a blunt rolls a blunt and stuff it all the bull work yeah felt very yeah. real <laughs> <laughs> the little plastic baggie the little ziploc baggie yeah. full of like tiny yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um then uh russell tells Glenn that he actually records his experiences too, but he like keeps a journal. Um, and when he's reading his like journal entries, it turns out that Russell actually hooked up with Glenn's ex-boyfriend, John, and they start having an argument about gay marriage. And Russell thinks that Glenn is afraid of relationships because John cheated on him and they disagree, but then they make up. Um, and then they talk, about they have some discussions about how Russell feels self-conscious about being gay in public. Um and uh Russell is an orphan, so he's never had parents, so he never really had to come out to anybody. Um so Glenn pretends to be his dad so he can come out to him and have that experience. Um and then we get to the morning that uh Glenn has to leave for uh the states and at first Russell isn't gonna go see him off but then he decides to go see him at the train before he leaves um and they share a public kiss um and uh glenn gives russell this gift um which turns out to be the recorder the the voice recorder and the tape that he made uh of russell talking about their night and that's the plot of the movie nice job 
<laughs> Very nice. Um, so one thing that I wanted to talk about was that uh I uh I was reading uh, where I saw some blurbs that like Andrew Haig want made this movie because he wanted to make a movie that was about a queer relationship. He did he thought that that was something that was not being made or was was something that had really been done yet for this time. He wanted to talk about queer relationships and uh, queer men's experience with the world, um, which I think is really obvious with this movie and um, is really seen, portrayed pretty well with, with the character of Glenn. Um, and I... Uh, something I really I I did like about this movie, watching it the second time around, was mm-hmm. I I especially considering that it came out in 2011 was I thought the discussions about being queer like in straight spaces and like um, straight people's relationship to queer people was really interesting. Yes, um, really didn't like hold back on that at all. Yeah, yeah. Once you did realize it was 2011, you were like, that actually was 13 years ago. It was very yeah. different for yeah. queer filmmaking. Um, yeah, just kind of like Glenn being so unapologetic in the way that he spoke about being yeah. gay and like gay sex, and yeah. it was, yeah, pretty pretty cool to see i guess and yeah and the way it didn't feel that, that long ago but it was and we all yeah, know that like yeah. especially i mean people were still calling everything gay yeah in those days yeah. you know and i think the i think this was made during the fight for marriage rights in america they even make a reference to it in the film mm-hmm. um so it, it's a really interesting discussion and it also they really they touch on this like idea that was more I mean, people, right wing people and like conservative people still like say the type of thing of like, why do they have to rub it in our faces? That sort of thing. But like, if I feel like that idea was more common back around when the film was made. Mm -hmm. Um, So it brings that that interesting discussion of like, well, straight people talk about it all the time and like it's in all the media and stuff like that. And I thought that was portrayed really well too, like in in indirect ways like there's a scene early on in the movie where russell's where russell's at work and he's like in the background and it's just like these two straight people graphically talking about sex while they're at work Mm -hmm. um and there's another you have mentioned the scene where they're in the subway and there's this girl in the background in that scene he's standing or someone i think it's russell standing in the sub in the subway and like they're talking about how gay people walk and talk and and things like that. So I just thought the atmosphere of the movie was really interesting and it really was an accurate portrayal of what it's like to walk around in the world as a queer person um dealing with those preconceptions of what you're like and like and and knowing that like walking around the world as a straight person is is so different because you can just say whatever you want, not say whatever you want, but say a lot more. You can get away with a lot more things without it being called into question. Right. Um, Right. And this, this movie really shines a light on that for sure. Yeah. Because also Russell 
everyone always says like, oh, you're so shy. Or yeah. like the other people who don't know him very well are like, yeah. oh, you're so shy. You're so reserved. But really, it's just that he does not have a space to speak about things yeah. the way that all of his friends or people around him or his coworkers are talking about it. Yeah. And like when he's with Glenn or when, or like when he's not around those people, he's so much more open. Yeah. And he opens up so much more. And I don't know if it's. Sorry, my dog is barking. No, you're good. <laughs> um, B, relax, my dude. <laughs> you can cut that. Um, anyway, I this was I lost my train of thought, but I was just agreeing with you that it also seemed like he he was different when he was out of yeah. those spaces. Yeah, I think uh, something else I read uh, in an interview with the director was that he the uh russell's apartment was really important to him in this movie he wanted to be like a really nice he he wanted to be like not a place that you would be actively looking for but still like a really nice space and to feel like a safe space for him where he could like be himself and feel safe um and there is a scene after he goes to the party with glenn he's he tries to tell Glenn, like, it was really nice to be around other queer people in, like, a space like that. And I mm. think that really speaks to his experience of, like, only growing up with having straight friends and being around straight people and coming off as shy because he just really can't speak on everything that's going on for him because of how he feels they're going to take it. Um right. I just ha- I didn't take very many notes about this movie, but I just thought it was funny that uh, I think Russell has like a very small cell phone. I don't know. Did you notice that in the movie? Yes, and <laughs> but it, 2011, I guess. Yeah. But I think in phones have gotten so big. His cell phones have gotten so big. It, I was in between a razor and probably an iPhone. So yeah. whatever was in between those two things. But yeah, his phone was so small. So him trying to like <laughs> figure out how to type an emoji, I was like, oh, this is, how did we ever text on these phones? It's a nightmare. Um, but we did. And I would always get in trouble for going over the limit because that's when you paid for your texts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the family plan. Um Oh, I remember that too. That's crazy. Yeah. Um I kind of had a hard thing which i think maybe was a part of my hesitation to like letting myself enjoy it Mm -hmm. was that i really really liked russell like so much yeah and i really really didn't like glenn (laughs) and i understand i understand like he had he really did have like character development i mean they both did but like glenn really changed as a person yeah um, th- uh, from where he started to the very end, like yeah. he he went a long way and he grew a lot in that short weekend. Yeah. Um. But like some of the things that he said in the beginning of the movie, I had a yeah. hard time shaking. Yeah. He comes I just off. Thought he he was comes off as really yeah. He comes off as really callous and like I think part of that is like his previous experiences and like. He just like has a combative personality, but I also think it was kind of intentional for him to not be as likable as Russell. Um, yeah, and I get that. And yeah. like, also, he's like hardened because you find out that he's been cheated on and he's had, 
you know, and then you find out his coming out story that he was outed to his entire school. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. you understand why these things would make someone maybe a little bit of an asshole. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's but just, it was just turn off for you. It was. Yeah. To yeah, be totally yeah. honest. Yeah. I Something I do want to say is that I think the chemistry between the two actors is really, really good. Very good. Um, for a movie that, that's like this, where it's like really yeah. just about two people getting to know each other over the course it's of two It's really days, important. You have that, to yeah. have the chemistry. Yeah. You have to. And they really did. They yeah. really did. And the, I know the actor that played uh, Glenn is really gay. So I think that that helped, too, in the portrayal. Pretty shocked that the actor... I couldn't figure it out because there's not I a think lot of information. Straight. I think he's I straight, saw an Al article really? that said he was straight. Yeah, I think so. Okay. But he did really good. <laughs> you say so, Russell. <laughs> he's gorgeous, too. The guy who plays Russell. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The other thing that was like little <laughs> comments that other people made that also made me be like, Glenn is not all that in a bag of chips. Yeah. But Russell was like, when they were talking about when they first saw each other and they were recording it the next morning mm-hmm. and Russell was like, honestly, I thought you were out of my league. I was like, I'm sorry. You think Glenn is out of your league? Yeah. <laughs> Glenn is out of your league. Like, <laughs> what? What yeah, the yeah. hell? <laughs> sorry. I know sorry, he's gorgeous. But... Um, and um, I thought the sex scenes were really done well like i i thought that they I'd were say. sexy i mm-hmm. thought that like the cinematography was good um and i that they felt real to me and they also felt like um real but not overly sexualized in the way that sometimes these films can make them seem like yeah it wasn't yeah. them like sorry to put it this way but like yeah. raw dogging yeah, or, yeah like yeah. really harshly yeah you know what i mean it, it wasn't like um uh what is the i want to say no country for old men but that's not what i'm thinking of the are you thinking of the other the, the one anim- we just animate one yeah little god's own god's country. Dumb country yeah yeah yes how'd you know i was thinking about that when i said that my other favorite movie oh god um he yeah i thought they were really good and really i liked like the actual acts they did that's a weird way to put it but it but it's it's what you're saying it like it felt a little bit more real yeah um also i giggled in the beginning of this podcast at a moment where we weren't giggling and i needed to call (laughs) out why it was because i was i had just mentioned like why how i felt about the movie uh-huh. and i said something like yeah it wasn't my favorite and kayla is li- must be listening from the other room even <laughs> though she's supposed to be working and she just texted and a lot of cummies which is what oh we- yeah there was some cummies which is yeah. a fun thing we call cum um <laughs> it was a little you know you're, not, you're not the only one i've been on bail behind the curtain of our marriage um <laughs> and it made me giggle because she barely watched it because she was like cooking (laughs) in the background but she looked up right at the shot of it on it and she goes i feel like that's the only time that they show it but maybe not it's the only time she saw it (laughs) but she saw it and her it was a lot of cummy it was it was it was someone actually was it a lot and shot their load um i would say it was Maybe average. I don't know. I 
<laughs> I wouldn't okay. say I'm taking the largest survey, but you know, um, yeah. Survey uh, says <laughs> there's a lot of cummy. <laughs> I actually liked that scene too because it <laughs> it uh it didn't overly romanticize the sex. Like you saw, like the the stuff that uh happens in real life that that people don't usually see in movies like that he went to go grab a shirt so he could wipe it off of himself and stuff. i thought that was a nice touch it made the movie feel lived in um Mm -hmm. yeah um i think that i i like um yeah i just like all the conversations around queer people i think it's done in a way that's really it was really smart to make glenn be this sort of character who really cares about that kind of stuff so that it can be put into this movie really naturally i think sometimes uh especially for like I always say Love, Simon. We haven't even covered Love, Simon, but I always bring that up. We but, always do. We yeah. do reference that a lot for a movie we've never <laughs> never done. But um, but I feel like usually in movies like that, it feels like some of the some of the message of the movie is shoehorned in of mm-hmm. like straight people don't have to come out. It just it feels like kind of after school special. I felt like the way that this movie was written, it felt very natural for these conversations to happen. And it, um, it didn't pull me out of the world of it. Um, yeah. Sorry. I was looking at no, no, I'm someone coming into my building who I've never seen before. Um, you can cut that. No, 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 you're good. You're good. I would, was going to cut my big pause anyway, probably. Okay. Um, I feel like there was one other thing that I wanted to say. Was it about the ending? Was it about their friends? Either one of their friends. Then we see Russell at the birthday party, which was very sad to see him. Like he was so excited about that party and he was so sad. Yeah. Yeah. So sad. Um, what do you think about the ending? Um, so when I originally watched it, I think that's part of the reason why I didn't like it was because like, you know, I think when you first seek out queer movies, you really want the ending to be like, oh, and they live happily ever after and they got married Mm -hmm. and and everything's perfect. Um, like you want to watch, but I'm a cheerleader or, or something or, you know, um, what's that one with, um imagine me and you or something like that. Mm. Like you want, you want the big like romantic ending. Yeah. Um, and I oh, think how... I, Oh, sorry. Good. No, go ahead. How old were you when you watched it? Oh, probably. I, I think probably like 19 or 20 or something like that. So I think that could both be a part of it. I think yeah. when you are young and hungry for the queer content, of course you want to see a happy ending. Cause yeah, of course you do. And we're new to the world and, at that point, there weren't a lot of queer films with happy endings. Yeah. Um, but I think also a part of it is like lack of life experience because yeah. the the movie The Breakup is a good 
to me like a good meta like analogy for this Mm -hmm. where when i saw it for the first time in theaters i was probably 15 15 between 14 and 16 i don't know yeah um and i remember being pissed at the (laughs) ending because it was like you can't turn this format on its head it's a rom-com it's supposed like they're supposed to end up back together and at the move at the end of the breakup they they break up famously yeah and it was like a polarizing ending. And I just remember being so mad. And I never yeah. went back and rewatched it because of that. But something that you watched at that age to something that you now watch at our age with the life experience and the relationships and the breakups you've had and the yeah. just real life shit. Like the fact that they met on the weekend before one of them is going to school for two years yeah, in a yeah. different country is just a very real problem. Yeah. Like it's, it's a very... It's just a real thing that um, yeah. people deal with all the time. People break up because of being in different locations all the time or yeah, one person yeah. going to school, one person getting a job like this. It just feels very like adult, like an adult reason for something yeah. to not work out. So I wonder, you know, I'm sure if I would have watched this movie at the same age as you too, I would have felt the same way. But yeah. now at 32 and having lived some life, like... It's yeah. far more understandable. I don't know about you. It's, it's just like yeah. un- way more understandable, like why it doesn't work out yeah. because that's just life. And sometimes it just doesn't like yeah. logistically. I think also like, and I still relate more to, well, I would say I'm more in the middle of the two of them now a days, but I think when I originally watched it, I really related to Russell's character and I really wanted them to get together because I felt like that's what his character wanted. And like, even talking about it now, I don't, think it's a bad ending i think i thought of it as a bad ending when i was mm-hmm. younger but i think it's a pretty good ending i mean they yeah both, i think so too they they share that kiss with each other which is a huge thing for russell because he's never public about that kind of stuff um and they you can really tell at the end that they really meant something to each other and mm-hmm. that it was a really significant thing and their goodbye is sad because like they want to get to know each other more, but it also feels kind of hopeful that like, I don't know. I, I, I could see like a weekend having a, a sequel or something where they run into each other years later or, or that type of thing, kind of like the way they were, we were or something, but, um, uh, yeah, I also think it's, um, kind of meaningful to have movies about, these relationships with people that we only know for a couple days because sometimes you just meet somebody and they really do have a huge impact on your life but you don't know them for very long and i think that's something Mm -hmm. that is is uh is is kind of um uh is kind of what's the word i'm trying to think of i'm thinking popular but i mean you know i think i think that is relatable to the queer community a lot I, I think it happens to everybody but i think it happens like sort of ship passing kind of thing happens a lot in the queer community mm-hmm. um and uh i think that it's a uh, an interesting story to tell so i um i don't know there were there were a lot of good things that i liked about this movie and revisiting it which is why i initially picked it because i knew I didn't really like it the first time I saw it, but it had been a long time and I wanted to re- revisit a, a movie that has gotten good uh, feedback and has a good reputation and sort of see it with 
older, more experienced eyes. Yeah. Well, it's amazing watching something. I feel like we, <laughs> yeah. saw, we talk about that all the time, but it's it's wild watching something that you watched at 18, 19 and watching it now and how different your experience could be. Yeah. Because of life experience and perspective and yeah. Would do you think do you like really like it to the point where you would watch it again? I don't think so. I mean I think I do like the actors and I like the chemistry a lot. I do I feel like if they did make a sequel, I would definitely watch that. Oh um, sure. Um and I might watch it again, especially like if someone hadn't seen it or maybe somebody wanted to see it, I would watch it with them, but I probably wouldn't seek it out over yeah. other ones that are more more of a pleasure to rewatch or or sort of revisit. Sure. Hey. You know? I get it. <laughs> I get it. I was gonna say they all can't be, and I can't think of one movie. <laughs> What's like your favorite gay movie? What's your favorite queer film? Do you have one? Um, I really like. Uh, we covered this a while ago, but I really like um, the way he looks. I think it's called. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a great movie. That's really just sweet and just like it's. Oh right, it's like that the feels perfect... like a million years ago yeah, when we did that one. It feels like the perfect type of like fairy tale ending of like the two schoolboys who don't really know and mm-hmm. then they find each other like that's yeah but i'm a cheerleader is definitely one of those movies that i'll watch Classic. over and over and over again totally um how about you mm, i'd say uh imagine me and you yeah that's a good one that was i need to watch i need to watch that one again i haven't watched it, it the- since we covered it First gay rom-com I've ever seen. And yeah. I was probably 19, 18, 19. And I just, it absolutely blew my mind that something like that would even exist. Yeah. Um, I also love a very famously bad, but also very famous movie in the lesbian community is I Can't Think Straight. I don't know if you yeah. remember that one. <laughs> Terrible. And like, also, yeah. It's, I think I would watch that one again, love Carol. like with you or some, like with a group or something, but I wouldn't, wa- I wouldn't watch pretty, I Can't Think Straight by myself. Pretty dumb how often <laughs> Kayla and I watch it. But we, no, it's not. No, it's we not. own it on DVD. <laughs> I love them all. Desert Hearts, yeah. Carol. Yeah, I would rewatch um, Desert Hearts. Yeah, so good. About to be Bottoms. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Bottoms. bottoms is in the replay list. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Bottoms like goes beyond like a queer movie. It's just like it's like it's like mean girls, like level yes. iconic. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, perfect movie. We're yeah. going to be covering it. I know we mentioned it in the last <laughs> podcast. I think it's just it's hot on the mind, but yeah, we will be covering yeah. it at some point. I was going to pick it, but I was like, I can't afford to go back out to see it at the movie theaters again. Yeah, before we record, so I'll wait. It'll I, stream. Want to watch it again? You know it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So let's uh rate the movie. Unless you had any other thoughts. No, let's do yeah. it. All right. So um, we rate films on two scales. One being the Vita Russo test, uh, which follows three rules. One that uh the film have queer identifiable characters. Two that uh these queer identifiable these queer characters have traits other than being queer and three that uh, removing them from the film would change the plot significantly. I would say that this film passes with flying colors as far as that goes. Um, and what uh, should we, should we rate it uh, based on cummies? Yes. Cummies <laughs> on bellies. Cummies on bellies. 
Yeah, uh, we should. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> I will say those. This is not important to the podcast or the the plot at all. But those uh, Russell Russell washing himself in the bathtub scenes, they were. I was feeling doing it for you. Things, yeah, doing it. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, for me, I think uh, it's hard not to put like my own feelings into it. Um, I feel like I would give it a. I don't know. I can't think of anything bad to say about it as far as representation goes, but I'll give it a five just because, like, I probably wouldn't watch it again um on my own uh yeah. but i think it i think it is a was a really important film i'm glad it's part of the criterion collection i think it brought up a lot of um conversations that were really relevant uh when it came out and and somewhat and is still relevant today uh for a lot of it um the chemistry is really good between the actors queer writer director queer actor portraying in the film um, I like that, uh, I meant to say this earlier and I forgot, I like that we get two very different queer experiences from the two leads, like mm-hmm. someone who is really out and wants to talk about it all the time and uh, someone else who's more anxious about his experience. We get to see like different sides of what the queer experience is like, which I feel like yeah. was really important for any straight audiences who happen to see this movie. Um I think that the director is really talented and I'm excited to see um, what else he does. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would give it a five as well. For the same reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, not my favorite, but very good <laughs> and had a lot to offer. <laughs> well, I'm going to say everything you say. <laughs> And I'm starting to get sleepy, so you're good. You're good. That five o'clock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, thank you all so much for listening to Queer Movie Night. We appreciate you all so much. Please uh, leave a review. Uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to us. Um, let your friends know. Let us know what other films that we should cover. Things that we haven't seen before. Um, as long as it's not Bendetta. As long as it's not Bendetta or <laughs> Duck Butter. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, and thank uh, you can follow us on Queer uh, at Queer Movie Night on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at Peyton Cody Lynch on Instagram and Twitter. You can also catch me talking about other films on uh, Franchise Surprise, which will be coming back soon. But there's a huge backlog if you want to listen to that. Uh, that's with me and Nick Lathan and rich camelucci uh also on arcade audio and we discuss popular film franchises uh and then deb oh you can follow me uh deborah duncan on twitter and deborah d bag on instagram and this is my only podcast how lame <laughs> you, we, my only we've podcast. gotta we've gotta um have you on um on franchise prize sometime that would be fun uh yeah no i would love to what are you <laughs> are you what are you doing right now um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but we, oh, I will say me that, off the pod. I, I will tell you off the pod. I will say that we have a fast X episode coming out because they covered all the fast and the furious movies. Um, oh, fun. Uh, I actually wasn't there for any of the previous movies, so I will have some hot takes coming in for the, for the new one since I wasn't there cool. for any of the earlier ones. Uh, and then, and then we'll be 
doing another one coming up. So uh, look forward to that announcement. Thank you so much, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.